Welcome to the St. Michael Lenten podcast series. My name is Father Bob Scott, and I will be leading our meditation today, which includes prayers, a scripture reading, and a reflection on the reading. May you be strengthened for the Lenten journey. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Almighty and most merciful God, drive from us all weakness of body, mind, and spirit, that being restored to wholeness, we may with free hearts become what you intend us to be and accomplish what you want us to do. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from 1 Corinthians. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we are all made to drink of one Spirit. Indeed, the body does not exist of one member, but of many. If the foot would say, Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear would say, Because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the foot, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the members of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And those members of the body that we think less honorable, we clothe with greater honor, and our less respectable members are treated with greater respect, whereas our more respectable members do not need this. But God has so arranged the body, given the great honor to the inferior members, that there may be no dissension within the body, but the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice with it. Here ends the reading. Our reading today is one of the most famous pictures of the unity of the church ever written. Over the centuries, science has always been intrigued and fascinated by the way in which the different parts of the body function and cooperate. Paul, the author of our reading today, drew his picture of the church as a body. Paul also believed that Christ is the head of the body of the church. As we know, a body consists of many parts, but there is in it an essential unity. Therefore, it is in Christ that all the diverse parts find their unity. With Christ's crucifixion, his resurrection, and returning to heaven to be with God, Paul then goes on to look at the body in another way. You, he says, are the body of Christ. There is a tremendous thought here. Christ is no longer in this world in the physical body. Therefore, if he wants a task to be done in the world, 
he has to find a human being to do it. If he wants a child to be taught, he has to find a teacher to teach the child. If he wants a sick person cured, he has to find a physician to do his work. If he wants his story to be told, he has to find a person to tell it. In Paul's eyes, we have to be the body of Christ, hands to do his work, feet to go wherever he is needed, a voice to speak for him. Here is the supreme calling of the Christian, to be an essential part of the body of Christ. Paul then goes on to draw a picture of the unity which must exist inside the church if it is to fulfill its necessary function. A body is healthy and efficient only when it is functioning smoothly and its parts are in harmony. The parts of the body are not jealous of each other and do not covet each other's functions. From Paul's picture, we can see certain things that ought to exist in the church, the body of Christ. First, we ought to realize we need each other, and there can be no isolation or exclusiveness. For the church to be a healthy body, we need the work that each and every one can do. Next, we ought to respect each other. In the body, there is no question of relative importance. If any part ceases to function, the whole body is thrown off track. All service ranks the same with God. And finally, we ought to sympathize with each other, each sharing with another part of the body that is affected in some way, suffering in sympathy because they cannot help it. Paul believed that love and mutual affection is the only thing which can bind the church into a perfect unity. This was true long ago and is true today. Love and mutual respect are the answer and will always be forever. And thanks be to God for that. Amen. Please join me in saying the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Heavenly Father, in you we live and move and have our being. We humbly pray you so to guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit that in all the cares and occupations of our life we may not forget you, but may remember that we are ever walking in your sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.